Welcome. You have found the show we call Real Men Don't Cry, or do they? This is a podcast for men, and on this show, we will hear real-life stories from men about how they have navigated the complexities of being a man in this modern day. We are going to look at the boys don't cry way of thinking and how that has influenced them and how they have risen above societal pressures to be true to themselves. The focus of this show is men's real world experiences, not just ideas and theories. I hope that you will learn from what they have discovered and use it in your life as well. Let's get into today's show. Welcome everyone. I am Brandon Archer and this is Real Men Don't Cry. Or do they? So today's guest, this is a fascinating story, and I want her to share some of it. But when I shared with my social media audience that I was going to start a podcast, I asked the question, who do you guys think I should interview? And what happened is she put her hand up and said, I want to come on the show. And I'm like, huh, wow, that's awesome. So I hadn't originally planned on, you know, having women on this show, but I do think there's a ton of value for men and women to get into these subjects that men deal with. And I think she has an insight based on her story that will be incredibly valuable. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we've probably interacted for like a year and a half. On social media? I would say so, yeah. Maybe two. Um, Maybe. But we've never actually talked. This is yeah. the first time. And first I think conversation. That's, <laughs> I think that's amazing because of the way, like, why we are even talking. So you want to share a little bit of who you are and why you wanted to be on this show? Sure. Um, so I'm Kim. Um, my husband worked with you. And being his wife, I had reached out to you um, to thank you for all the work that you did for him. Um, we have been together now for 10 years. Um, and we got married in 2019. Um, I want to say it was probably 2021, I want to say, um, that we ended up separating for a couple months. I want to say it was about three, three months that we separated. Um, and it was really the most difficult thing that I've ever experienced. Um, I really thought we were going to end up getting divorced. Um, but it turns out that we both during our separation, uh, worked on ourselves and we were able to come back together and have some pretty vulnerable and difficult conversations to be able to come back and change what wasn't working in our marriage to now what is working in our marriage. Um, and that's kind of how you and I talked is just me coming to you and thanking you for what you did for my husband while we were separated because it's made a huge impact and difference in my life in my relationship with my husband. So, you know, that's kind of where, where it's at. A lot of people who get separated, a lot of them get divorced. A lot of them don't end up coming back together and fixing it and going through and having the difficult conversations that a lot of people avoid, but we had to just face it head on. Um, and that was super important. So we have faced that head on and we're happy and still married. So. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You, you two did all the work that myself and other teachers teach, but you're the result. Like yeah. you're, you're the proof. It works. Yeah. It works. And I didn't do anything. Ian did it all. He did. He did it all. So I'm grateful that you wanted to be here and share some of everything that happened for you guys. Absolutely. Um, but I kind of want to go back. I want to sure. go back from a woman's perspective 
and talk about some stuff and your programming and your beliefs around men and emotions. Okay. Be- because this is a double-edged sword. Like the things that men are taught about their emotions are also taught to women. Yep. And that's something we never talk about. That's something we never talk about. So when I was getting ready for this, I'm like, oh, we are going to talk about some cool shit. Yeah. So what well, what made you want to be on the show? I wanted to show men out there that even though it may be scary to like go and get help or even go talk to somebody, you're going to be so much better for it. And it's going to show women that you're putting you first. You're taking, like, you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of a woman. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest thing. Um, You know, you have to do it for yourself. Uh, your, Your wife, your girlfriend will be like, you need help. You need to get therapy. You, you know, you need to go to a life coach. And unfortunately, we can't convince our men to go get help. They have to kind of do it for themselves. I mean, sometimes it takes rock bottom for them to hit rock bottom to be Mm -hmm. able to go get help. But I just wanted to be on here to show the men out there that emotions and letting them out and being expressive and being, you know, sensitive. And like you said, do men cry? That is something that I find super attractive when men can open up and truly let their feelings show. It makes me feel like I can be more intimate with my partner. Um, And then it makes me feel safe to be able to be vulnerable and have conversations with them because a lot of the time men aren't shown how to do that they're not taught how to let their emotions show they bottle it up or they numb it out or you know they have their own special man cave that they go down and they numb their feelings out by doing other things so you know I I mean for me are you have you dug into why men went so their partners mean well and when a partner says buddy you need to go get some help do you know what they hear have you ever explored what a man hears when you say that yeah i'm not good enough or something's wrong with me or you know um I'm a piece of shit or, you know, they will internalize that as being like I'm talking down to them or they'll internalize it as something's wrong with them or, yeah. you know, um, they're just not going to take it. They're not going to take it well when you try no. and tell someone they're going to think but you nailed it. Fine. There's so much shame because we are I want to get into your your experience with what I'm about to say. but. The reality is, is we are taught from a very young age, this is what you do in a relationship, this is how you do it, you take care of your family, and when you, when their partner says, you need help, instantly there's shame, and I failed. But that's not fair, because we've never shown how to do that. And you touched on it. <laughs> Women want to, well, you want us to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And we're talking generations of this stuff. So like this is, this is, it's coming a little more on mass, right? For, for most, a lot bigger part of society. But the reality is most men operate from that place of, I don't know what to do. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. So I'm just going to like not do anything. Yeah. So what has... I'm going to start with, did you ever see your dad cry? Hmm. I don't think so. Um, not really. No, I didn't really see him cry. And he bottled up his emotions and I didn't really see him cry. I didn't really see him show that emotion. I've seen him like be angry, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
but I haven't really seen him cry. No. No. When is your earliest memory as a child of seeing a man cry? That's a good question. Probably my brother, to be honest. Um, my brother is a very sensitive person, so he cried a lot growing up. Um, so I would say him, to be honest. Um, yeah, I would say watching him deal with getting bullied, um, he would cry all the time from that. Um, and how was he treated when he cried by the family? To suck it up, really? Um, you gotta be a man, you know? Um, it's kind of just like, just suck it up. There's no need for you to cry. Like, it'll be fine. It's kind of just gets pushed, you know, um, to the side of just being like, you need a man up. You need to, you know, be strong. Stand up for yourself. Mm. Don't be a baby. That's pretty much what it was for him. Yeah. So, all in all, like, what age do you did you kind of realize that, you know, you were being shown men, men shouldn't cry? Was there an age when you're like, ding? I believe that too. I believe that men shouldn't cry. Like, was there ever a time as a teenager where you're like, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know if I really ended up believing that men shouldn't cry. I felt like personally in myself, um, I felt like that that was kind of like, I'm just a very emotional person. So seeing somebody else cry and be emotional um, was kind of, it was a little first time I ever dealt with a boyfriend crying was very uh taken back for me and um I kind of didn't really know how to handle that I wanted to fix it I'm a fixer I'm like I have to be really careful trying not to be their mother and like tending to their you know issues and problems I always attracted men who had problems I wanted to fix all of their problems. I wanted to take all their pain away. I wanted to fix everything. Um, and that's what I attracted for most of my life. Mm -hmm. um, so I will say that I've dealt with boyfriends that have cried that I've wanted to fix. Um, but I couldn't fix it. You know? So how did that play out? What what were you so if if you attracted these guys that were more emotional, mm -hmm. what ended up happening? Well, we didn't work out. <laughs> um, you know, we're not together. Um, but I mean, there were some men that I've dated that even lied about stories to kind of play into my personal life, mm -hmm. into what I so they kind of like felt bad what I, whatever I was going through and kind of felt like they needed to have some kind of story to tell me to kind of make me feel less bad about whatever trauma that I was going through. I've, I've experienced that. Um, but also experiencing men, you know, who end up crying. I did my best to kind of make it as, you know, normal as possible as in like, it's okay. It's okay that you are you know crying it's okay that you're showing emotion um but I feel like they also kind of felt like it was wrong for them to do that like quickly try and get over it you know what I mean cover it up or it's fine I'm fine and I'm like mm, mm. I don't know about that <laughs> so now that you've done a bunch of work and you have some like awareness of all this stuff this mm -hmm. feels like a good spot to interject. What is your expectation from men and their emotions as like today? Okay. So I guess my expectations are with emotions. Um, they need to be able to regulate their emotions and finding some sort of way to like ground themselves and not take out like everybody's human so I don't expect you to be perfect but I just want you to be real with me and be intentional and be able to sit down and have a conversation and be 
you know, attentive and present. Um, so we can both also, it would be nice to just be like, is this, a, you know, asking each other, is this a good time for us to have a conversation? Ooh, that's so important. You know, asking somebody if they have the um, capacity to listen and hear, you know, about whatever's I going on. I am so stoked you brought this up because this has come up today in my world where it's hard for men with wounding, feminine wounding, and I know that term is maybe confusing, but some guys are more emotional. Let's say, let's say your brother, okay? Mm -hmm. So and I had that wounding, it is very hard for, historically, it was very hard for me to understand that women have responsibility for their emotions too, number one. Number two, they have a responsibility to be emotionally mature and come to me and say, hey, do you have capacity to handle this right now? It is not okay to just blast somebody. Oh, for sure. I mean, the one thing that I read today is about texting. And I've learned that through us being separated, um, that I am the person that texts him, would text him throughout the day. And I would share, blah, 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 blah. This is what's going on. I yeah. need, you know, I would just go and go and go and go throughout work. Like, I thought I had him all, all to myself throughout the entire, like you said, men need to concentrate on one thing at a time you know mm -hmm. so i don't believe that texting during work hours is gonna get you anywhere also no. do not please for everybody please do not text paragraphs to each other on important topics because <laughs> <laughs> i've learned this the hard way in my own relationships it doesn't get you anywhere it really no. doesn't. If not, it just causes more issues when you're only relying on texting. Yeah, there's so many things that are coming up in when you're texting. If, when a man is reading a text from a woman, if I'm at work and you blast me some really hard thing that's happened, we we do want to, we do generally want to help. We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not the time. You know, what happened before texting? Oh, wait, people just waited till their partner got home and they dealt right. with it then. We're slowly losing the, the capacity as a society to hold our emotions, men and women. Mm -hmm. And a lot more is going to get accomplished if she just waits till he comes home. Yeah. He's going to feel refreshed. He's going to feel like he has the bandwidth to deal with that. It's so incredibly important in that. I know what you're referring to. I that post I wrote, a lot of women didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They didn't like it. It's the truth though. It is the truth. And <laughs> there is a responsibility for women. There it just is. And, Absolutely. And, and is do women have more awareness of relational stuff? They do. They do. But that doesn't mean you're emotionally mature. There's a massive, massive difference. So when you shared that, um, you know, you don't text anymore, that's called emotional maturity. The fact that you like, hey, do you have the bandwidth to hear this? That's emotional maturity. Yeah. That is not, it's not carte blanche for the feminine to go, blah. That is yeah. not what this is. Correct. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's incredibly important. So when, well, no, even now, if you had to pick one thing that you've always wanted from men, what would that be? And don't just like close your eyes for a minute, drop into your heart. Try not to use the language I know you have now. Just mm -hmm. like raw, give us raw what you want from men. Safety is one thing. I would say safety and leading, like leading the relationship. Um, and also just openness, like just being vulnerable with your feelings. Like, I just want to know what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. I want to feel whatever is 
like what you're feeling. I, I want to connect. So I can understand everything you just said. 98% of men can't understand a word you just said. So why don't we break it down for them sure. and see if we can like figure this out in, in okay. words and terms. So safety. Yeah. If, if, if I'm unaware of all this and you say safety to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? We live in a good neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you mean by safety? Safety would be that I feel comfortable enough to let my emotions out in front of you without feeling judged or without feeling like um, I have to tiptoe around you, not really knowing what I'm going to get. Um, that's a huge thing for me. I don't. So I, how, how does a man accomplish that? So personally for me, I feel like grounding, like any type of like work in regarding his emotions and being able to also just tell me like, I'm here for you. And I'm here to listen to what you have to say, like just acknowledging the things that I'm saying to him, knowing that he, that I'm being heard as well. Um, I just think that it's important for them to also be able to know their emotions and how they're feeling. I feel like there's different things that they can do as in exercises to help them with their emotions like yeah 100 percent is like what you know you said um part of the safety was feeling heard yeah if i'm a man i don't have this language i'm like i'm listening what are you talking about what is when you say the word i want to feel heard what do you mean i want them to understand where i'm coming from i want them to just be there be present um so what it, it with the work you've done, yeah, and your husband's done, what what do you see that's in the way of men being able to do that? Probably their own their own like I, I'm trying to think of how I can explain this. Um I kinda of put you on the spot with that. I one. know you did, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um what gets in the way of that? I mean, they're not present in the conversation yeah. is one thing. So um, why, here, I'll share with you, like, in my growth. That, so here's the funny thing. Everything I share, yeah. I've had to do. Okay. Like, I was a hot fucking mess. You would not have liked me five years ago. And so I get what not being present. I get it. I heard all these words. I'm like, this fucking is so hard i don't know what anybody's talking about and the things that get in the way of me and the men i work with being present is all of the stories that are going on in our head hmm. that's ultimately what's in the way the stories could be i need to defend myself mm -hmm. the stories it. could be um she doesn't love me there's all these stories happening that prevents a man from being the presence that you're asking for. Let's not take a weekend course and you know how to be grounded as a man. It's not the way this works. Correct. And um, that's super important for guys to hear. It's like, yes, you're right. Presence. Of course you're right. Cause that's your experience. That's what you require. That's what you want from a man. It's just like for a man to hear that. It's like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Yeah. I really don't know what you're talking about. And I didn't either. But yeah. it's important for you to share those things still, for sure. I got another big question. Okay. What did you think marriage would be like? Oh, man. I had a lot of expectations for marriage. And to be honest with you, I'm going to just put it out there. I had, asked, I had asked Ian, I had asked my husband, what are your expectations? I don't have any. What do you mean you don't have any? He's like, I just don't, I just don't have any. And I, I got offended by that. I was like, you don't have any expectations of our marriage at all? And he was like, no. And then obviously we came back to that and he has expectations. <laughs> but um, for me, I had a lot 
of expectations getting married. I so was what like, did you think it was going to be? I just thought that, you know, I'm your wife. So treat me like I'm your wife, meaning like you want to spend time with me and to have quality time. You're not choosing other things over me. Um, we are going to like, I guess I, I don't think it was going to be perfect, but we've been together for, you know, a long time to the point where I'm like, okay, we've been together for years. Now we're getting married. I don't really think a lot of things going to change, but I also think that now that I'm your wife, so it needs to just be like higher up. Like, <laughs> all right, so now that I'm your wife, I'm not just your girlfriend. I'm not just your fiance. Now I expect things to be higher. I, ex- you know, that's really how it went for me. I'm like, okay, I'm not your girlfriend anymore. I'm not your fiance. I'm your wife. Like, do not speak to me that way. I'm your wife. You know, like certain ways of how we would communicate, I would just be like, no, this is not working for me. So what were some of those expectations? Like, do you you have any like specific, because I got another question. Okay. But do you got like two specific things as I expected X and I expected Y? I expected him to like know what my love languages were and for him to just do them like I know what she loves I know what's going to make her happy so I'm just going to do them every day for her I'm going to make sure that I make her happy in in her love language I you know was expecting him to let's see um just being more I guess open with me about things Mm. um we didn't have like deep conversations that you know I was expecting to have when you get married um you know I guess another thing that I was expecting from him was he I was expecting him to kind of like know how I was feeling or like you know based off of how long we've been together I kind of was expecting things that I shouldn't have expected because He's not going to know unless I tell him. He's not going to know unless we have these conversations. But I was kind of, yeah, I kind of put him on a pedestal a little bit of like he needed to be. So did you expect him to change just because you got married? I would say yes. Isn't that wild? I would say yeah. I, so where, because... did that, where did that come from? Where did that belief come from? Probably how I grew up maybe. Maybe from my parents, maybe from just like, if you, I didn't want to end up like my parents. My parents are divorced, right? So, um, I'm just like, all right, we're married now. We're stuck with each other, right? We're not going to get divorced. We're not going to, you know, follow those same footsteps. So like now it's on. It's a test. Like, let's go. (laughs) I love the way, I love the way you present it. So. Where besides your parents, because obviously yeah. you learn from there. Do you, how much do you think like pop culture movies you watched as a kid? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. How much do you think it influenced you? I honestly, for the longest time, was like, I want my prince charming. I want him to sweep totally. me off my feet. I want, you know, rose petals and you know the love and like the romance and you know the butterflies constantly in my belly and like. I didn't know that it was like ebb and flow in relationships. I didn't understand that it wasn't going to always be a high and you weren't always going to be like, I'm so in love and I love him so much. And it's complete bullshit because boys watch the same movies growing up. So think about that. Little girls are getting programmed. This is what to expect. Little boys are getting programmed. This is what I do. And then when that shit doesn't work, Oh, fuck. What do we do? So what did marriage end up being like? Hard. Fucking hard. (laughs) It was, honestly, I say it to this day, we shouldn't have gotten married when we got married, but we did it. And I'm thankful that we did at the same time, because I don't know if we would have came out the way that we have if we weren't married. 
we got married at a time where we still both didn't do the work for ourselves. Like, yeah, I've been doing, I've been in therapy since I got forced into therapy when I was a little girl, but like, you know, growing up and finally choosing therapy for yourself. I would, I've been in therapy since Ian and I first started dating. So that was 2013. Um, so it took a lot. He didn't believe in therapy. He was like, no, I don't need help. I'm good. Therapy, stupid. But that's that it's because it triggers men's. I'm not capable. Correct. It's fucked. And most guys don't understand that's what it triggers. Correct. They're just like, no, I don't need it. Correct. Secretly, they're like, I'm a failure if I go to therapy. Yes. Which I think is why. Well, I know it's why guys wait till things are done and then they're like, Oh shit. She wasn't kidding. I will say something I learned though that was really important for me to learn when we separated and he finally got the help that he needed to get. I was like, why wasn't I enough? Why did it take me walking away for him to Ooh. finally get the help he needed? That was so hard for me. I was crying and crying and crying and being like, why was I not enough? Why was I not worth it? But after the work that I did for myself, going into my own coaching experience, working on my own self, I realized it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with whether or not I was enough for him. It had everything to do with him and himself and finally being like, fuck, I don't want to lose her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose my marriage, but also like, what do I need to do for myself here? And that was just like amazing to me yeah no you you're you're 100 percent right um besides the things we talked about what what other obstacles do you think there is for men um probably inner child work i know that's like something like thinking about their inner selves thinking about them like so zoom out. You're right. Okay. Yes. But because because you have the language and you've done I the know. work. It, I know. It's like, you're right. Yeah. But you're a they... woman just watching men going, oh, wow, that's really sad. Like, what do you see the men doing amongst each other or the male population that's like an obstacle? you doing that inner child work that you mentioned. Well, what's an obstacle of them do, not, like not doing that, not doing the work that of like going in themselves. What, what keeps them from doing it that you've Probably observed? Fear. Fear is one thing. Another thing is avoidance. Like they don't want to look at themselves. They also don't like know how to really go and talking little you is always going to be inside of you no matter what right and you have to always think also about how you were raised how you were brought up and also I think that again it's difficult like looking back I guess and like relating to the younger years of you and knowing that you're that's the same person But I don't know how, I'm trying to think of like how it would be like an obstacle for them to be able to like get there. Yeah, I mean, I was just curious, like I I can speak to it, but as a woman observing men is kind of what I was curious about. Because what happens is something as simple as, you know, they ask their buddies what to do in a relationship and it's complete Mm. bullshit. It's -hmm. completely the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Oh, she's just being a bitch. Oh. Yeah. It's just that time of month. Like yep. complete nonsense. So there's like the boys club, not the men's club. You'll notice I said it's the boys club because it's emotionally immaturity. And that like guys that are listening, this is not your fault. Like, yeah, this is a societal thing that's Society. been happening for generations, generations. Yeah. Your yep. grandfather had no clue. Your great-grandfather fa- had no clue. 
society has moved so fast in my life is taking away you know and and let's go back 150 years or 200 years in farming culture men's roles were very defined it's very very clear now that women can make the same amount of money or more those roles are gone mm-hmm. and it leaves us in this place where we have to evolve like we have to we don't have a choice you don't get to just be the breadwinner. That's not good enough anymore. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a challenge because I think partly, you know, our men's um, ability to focus on one thing mm-hmm. is probably biting us in the ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because the world's moved so fast, it's like, I don't know what to focus on. I have no clue what to focus on right now. So you get a bunch of men in that same situation. How do you, how do you find your way out? You don't listen to the women unless you're like, realize they actually know what the fuck they're talking about. It's mm-hmm. just not a language you understand. Right. Which is why when you're sharing, I'm like, what I know. does safety mean? Yeah. Because a guy doesn't hear, he's like, yeah. what are you talking about? We live in a great neighborhood. Like, so, you know, what you guys are doing and having these deeper conversations, I would imagine you're trying to find a language you can both understand or you're trying to learn each other's language. Another huge thing that I will say that has been that like I want men to hear also is like leading in the relationship. Yeah, I I heard you say that. What does that mean to you? So for me, it's like taking the initiative of like them, you know, if they're like, what do you want to eat for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And he goes, I don't know. No, I want you to pick and choose what we're, you know, having for dinner. Just pick for me, please. Or, you know, I don't know. I just want you to make the decisions, like plan things. I feel like I'm always in my masculine, which I know a lot of people will be like, what is that? That's fine. Um, Use the language. Yeah, but like I feel like I have to always be the one to take charge. And, you know, I used to feel like I always had to take charge and everything. And I wasn't able to just relax and chill and let him take the reins you know um and for me to be able to be like okay cool (laughs) you know that has been wonderful we want that us women want to be able to allow him to take charge here's what guys are hearing it's like i don't give a fuck where we eat and what i say is you better start giving a fuck Number one. Number two, you need to be prepared for her to say, I don't want that. Correct. If you pick Italian, let's go to Italian. And she says, I actually feel like Thai food tonight. You need to go, okay. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference between like emotional maturity and not. You need to be, you need to understand what's going on. Yeah. She's different than you are, dude. She is different. And I yeah. really see that. Women wanting, not wanting, women using language that women understand. Men don't understand it and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Right. And I think that's what you're referring to on those hard conversations is you're like, you're trying to share your heart in a way he can understand and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy having conversations when it comes to just like learning about all this like I I didn't know much about this but Mm -hmm. knowing my husband going through it it was like all right I'm learning a lot you know through this experience but it was difficult and it still is difficult it's not you know it's going to always be something that we're going to be working on forever this isn't like oh he got the help i got the help and it's 100 percent perfect it's not yeah. going to be that way no the way i see it is you're learning skill sets yeah on how to tools. navigate the relationship that's it there's no fix yeah there's skills to learn how to navigate what's going on yeah Absolutely. What what has been your experience in seeing a man work on himself? It's been life-changing for me. 
it's been life-changing um to have somebody who now can sit and hold my emotions meaning can listen can take it all in who doesn't get defensive about the things that I say, who understands where I'm coming from and can take criticism from me if need be and not get hurt and upset and angry about it and then apply those things so it get it continues to get better. Like, I understand that you're human. We all have triggers. We all have trauma. So it's about how we handle those things. And it's just, it's been a game changer for me. Like mm. when him and I first got back, when I, the first day that I got back into this house, we meditated together. It was a inner child meditation that we did. And I bawled my eyes out. It was insane. I never thought that I would be meditating with my husband. We've never done that before. Having us do that was, it was, it was insane. It was eye-opening, you know, talking about just, like, us as little kids and, like, wanting to bring joy and be playful with each other again and have things not be so serious all the time was like another huge thing that we had to talk about mm. and um just enjoying each other's company and also making things be intentional with our time like physical touch was another huge thing that was not happening very often that changed you know there was a lot of different things that we needed to touch on and we needed to talk about and we were able to do so. Ian would get angry a lot, but it wouldn't be, you know, he wasn't ever like physically angry or anything like that, but he would yell a lot or, you know, he would just get angry and he has the tools to now not lash out to be able to, you know, not project his emotions onto me. I no longer feel like I am walking around eggshells around him. I know what person I'm going to get day in and day out. And that has been a huge game changer for me. What? That has changed. Yeah, it's amazing. There's so much of what you just shared. What would you say to men that's, that, uh, you know, get angry a lot? When they, if they say, well, that's just who I am. Well, I ain't putting up with it. I yeah. mean, I, you have to do the work for yourself to figure out where those emotions are coming from. Well, I think, you know, the, the reality of somebody that says that, you just, ha you just haven't seen that there's another way. There's, Correct. You can change your behavior. Oh, you've, for sure. You've seen it. I've seen it. Yes. It happens. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the meditating thing just like that, that got me a little emotional because that, in my opinion, is, is leadership. But a kind of leadership in a relationship that's not really modeled because I could see a lot of guys thinking that's way too feminine. That's way too girly. What would you say to that? Try it. Do it. <laughs> I would say no, it's not. <laughs> um, but you gotta, you also have to learn how to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, that's not something they're going to be comfortable doing on their own. They're going to think that's stupid. What the hell is that going to do for me? Well, meditation does a lot for you. Yeah. Meditation is, if you're not meditating, you're missing out on, you just, you don't understand what it is. And journaling. Yeah. Journaling is huge. Yeah, and those personally are, for me. I yeah, mean, those are, you probably know too, those are like the first two things I get guys to do. Yeah. Because the mind, like with meditating, your mind is running away doing whatever the fuck it wants. 
-hmm. People don't understand. You can actually learn to have it work for you instead of it run you. That's what meditating is. And that's like a leadership, that's self-leadership so that you can lead your relationship. So yeah. now your crazy thoughts, your worries, your stresses, your anger is not driving you. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not dictating how you behave mm -hmm. because you have a relationship with it. Yeah. And you've seen, it's like, a, it's wild what happens. It absolutely is. So if you had not done this work, where would you be? We would be divorced. We would not be together. If he did not decide to work on himself, I would have ended up divorcing him because I was extremely unhappy with how I was being treated, with how our relationship was going. I felt like I deserved more. I felt like I deserved better. And I'm just so thankful that he gave himself that. Like, I can't thank you enough for making our marriage work because it has been, again, life-changing for me to see him do the work that he needed to do. You know, it's been life-changing just to be in this marriage with him. We're in a completely different place than we were, you know, two years ago. So. If it weren't for the work that he did, and also me, like I needed to do the work for myself as well. I need it can't just be one person, and yeah. that's a huge thing. Like it's massive. Yeah. And where would you be on your life journey if if he hadn't done that work? Like I know you said divorce, but where do you think your trajectory would have taken you, and who Kim is? I mean, I would have continued to work on myself, um, but. In what regards? What specific? Like nothing specific. Just curious where you think you would, who you would, what version of yourself you would be. I would have been a lot better of a wife to somebody else, or who, if even if I got married, I don't know, but I would be a hell of a lot better of a partner mm -hmm. because I wasn't gonna make the same mistakes twice. Like I knew that he was not the only one that fucked up in the marriage. Mm. I fucked up in the marriage and I took accountability for the mistakes that I've made in the marriage. Like who knows if he would have decided to come back and continue to be with me. You know, I may have been the one that walked out and I may have been the one that decided the separation, but I could have, I was, I was terrified of us having that conversation of coming back in this house and being like, are we going to stay together? Are we going to get divorced? I could have decided now that he did the work that I'm ready. I'm ready to be back in this marriage with him. And he could have said, nope. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be in this marriage with you anymore. Forgiveness is a huge component. That huge. <sighs> so what would you say on that kind of on that note? So, this is such a, it's such a fucking slippery slope because men are hurt. They need some, they need to catch up in a lot of regards. But what would you say to women? What would you say to women that have men that are, they're struggling? They, they have, let's, let's just, I don't like, like labeling things they fucked up, but let's just label it for a minute. What do you have to say to women where their men have fucked up and are willing to put in the work? If they're willing to put in the work, then you need to give them a chance. You need to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. You need to support them and know that I'm proud of you and I'm here and I'm going to give you the space that you need to be able to do what you need to do. But also make sure you're, you know, holding them accountable. For things, that's a huge thing. If you see them slipping, if you see them changing, if you see anything that, you know, is not what you want in your relationship, you need to speak up. You need to be open. You need to connect. Something that I will say that's super important for women, ask your man 
what can I do for you on a weekly basis? Is there anything that I can do differently for you? That is a huge thing. I remember the first time I got asked, what do you want in this relationship? This is some years ago. I'm like, I'd never been asked that. Because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I think what you said about the support and I believe in you. Do women cannot underestimate the power of that because there's so much shame for men because we want to do the right thing. I don't care what they say or what their behavior is. I'm telling you right now, if you're a woman listening, he wants to do the right thing. There's fears, there's shame in the way of that. There just is. And you can help him heal. It's not always lighting a fire under him. It's not always that. But, you know, I have an analogy because you're right. You got to, you have to point things out if he's going off course. It's like the relationship. He's the captain of the boat and you're the compass as the woman. The captain is driving it and leading it, but he's referring to the compass all the time. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's that interesting, like leadership thing that women want. It's like, yes, I want you to go in that direction. But I'm going to, like, keep you in line. Yeah. I'm going to give you feedback on if we're going in the right direction. Correct. And a man has, like, there's a certain amount of healing he has to do to be able to hear the compass and listen. And it's why women get louder and louder and louder and louder. Because guys aren't listening. Were you loud at one point? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have to be now? No. I mean, our communication is a lot better. So I will say that also I continue to make sure he's taking care of himself and making him a priority because that's important. You know, take care of you before you can take care of me. Make sure that your cup is, you know, filled before you can, you know, take care of us as a family. I know that it's stigma to you have to provide and you have to work and take care of the family. And that's what your job is, is to provide and do all those things. But also like love and respect for men is a huge thing that we also need to show to you. Like it's always like love and respect women and all this stuff. But like, no, men deserve to hear, I'm proud of you. I love you compliments you're handsome i just think that those things go to the wayside a lot in relationships and and the like cultural societal like garbage information out there is not helping it's making things worse and worse and worse and it's actually creating a battle between the sexes it's really shitty yeah and both sides are digging their heels in and that's not as you know that's not where the happiness is going to be found oh no both sides need to soften and find some humility yeah and go yep i did this and i'm gonna do better it's both sides yeah yeah i see a lot of men really working hard really trying and their women are like they're not budging and that's not helping not so, budging as in like supporting them and what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not the That's thing. sad. It is sad. It is sad. But I also understand it. It's because it's so easy to go on social media and find a narrative that you like. Doesn't have to be right. Yeah. Doesn't have to be the healthy thing. It can just be like, see, I told you. That's not helpful. <laughs> no. No, it's not. How did you not go down that path? Through coaching, through my own seeking of help, also with myself. You know, there were rough questions, hard questions that I needed. Yeah. I needed to learn me. I needed to learn who Kim is. So, um, yeah, I I love that you. I know a couple of the coaches you worked with. That's phenomenal. What would you say to women that are taking advice from their girlfriends? Take it with a grain of salt. 
of whatever they're going to tell you because they're not always going to be right. They're not in your shoes. They're not walking your shoes. And I personally think you should talk to somebody who knows either been down, been through what you've been through and can actually help you. Or, you know, for me, I didn't go go to my girlfriends and listen to my girlfriends and what they had to say. I went and found the help personally for myself that I knew I needed to work on. I have I have inner things that I needed to look at and fix for myself first. That's super important. I just think that coaches and therapists are going to help. Yeah, because your girlfriends or for men, your men friends, they actually don't give a shit about your partner. They're looking out for nope. you. Correct. And they you are know gonna... how many you know how many men of of my husband's friends told him that he they should leave me? All of them. All of them. Yeah. Leave her. Leave her. And he worked with you and that's not what you told him to do. That's not what you told him to do. You did not tell him, Yup, you need to you need to divorce her. You need to leave her. Mm-hmm. They're not living his life. No. They're the outsiders looking in. And they're the data that both, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends have on the situation. It's not good data. It's not good advice unless they've worked with a coach. Correct. Deeply and understand themselves. Um, It's probably not advice you want to listen to. And I'm actually in it. I actually know somebody right now, a woman, and she was going to her girlfriends and then she realized oh this is actually not good advice so like props because that's not what most people do correct they're like oh my friend said and then they get validation from it but like you said relationships are work yeah they are and i think people shy away from that because we're we're brainwashed by disney yeah of course it needs to be magical yeah. Magical. The funny thing is, is you get those moments, but yeah, that's not do. what life is. No. No. So what do you have to say to a previous version of Kim? External validation is going to get you nowhere is one thing. Um, another thing is to stay true to yourself and always be truthful and always be vulnerable and that you're not too much and that you're not too sensitive and that you're not too, you know, I was always told you're too much, you're too sensitive, you're, you know, you're not enough. Um, But I am, you know, a work in progress. I always will be. But previous Kim, you know, she didn't know better. She didn't have the tools to get through the things that she went through. And now the Kim that I am today, I have the tools in the toolbox, you know, to look at things and handle and deal with things differently than I could previously. So as much as I want to be hard on myself for not knowing, but when you know, you do better. Yeah, that's an awesome, that's such a good message because we can be so hard on, on our mistakes, but they weren't mistakes. Like I invite everybody to reframe. You did the best you could in that moment with the tools you had. That is just reality. Yep. What you know today, you cannot judge yourself on what you did even two days ago. You can't. Yeah. And that accumulation of experiences helps you have the knowledge or wisdom you have today and do air quotes better in a relationship. It's just the way it is. But when, you know, people make it binary and good or bad, you're screwed. It's not going to work. You're going to like torture yourself. You're going to torture yourself. Yeah. You know, this went fucking amazing (laughs) (laughs) this chat was so good is there anything you'd like to share as a closing thought 
all I'm going to say is to the men out there, that if you're afraid or if you have any reservations of working on yourself, that you are enough already. And to just do it. Do it for yourself. You're not going to regret it. Not just for the women out there, but for yourself. Because you are who, you're all that you got, you know? You are all that you got. So my advice to you is even though it's scary to try and get comfortable being uncomfortable and let out your emotions because podcast is, you know, do men really cry? And my thing is, is I hope you do. I hope every single one of you sheds a tear and learns how to cry and let it out. It's important. Yeah, it is. Kim, thanks so much for your time. This is absolutely, absolutely. beautiful. Thank you for having me. You bet. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time to be here today. I honestly hope you found something you can use in your life. And I hope you found some relief in knowing that you're not the only one with challenges. We can be very isolated as men. If you don't have support in your life, please reach out to someone. It's okay to need help. It doesn't mean that you're less of a man. In fact, it takes a courageous man to know when it's time to ask for guidance. Until next time, brother.